Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. In today's episode, we're going to reveal our complete Fit Over 40 method that over 6,000 of our clients have used to drop one to two dress sizes in 12 weeks. So you sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So we speak to a lot of women in their 40s and 50s who have found their weight has crept up and they're trying to lose a couple of stone through dieting. And one thing that we see women struggling with time and time again is trying all the things that used to work for them in their 20s and in their 30s, but not seeing results neither over 40. And many women find themselves stepping on the scales after a really hard week of dieting, but they'll see absolutely no movement at all. They'll, they'll end up choosing their clothes to cover problem areas rather than wearing the things they like and staring at a wardrobe full of amazing clothes that they can no longer wear, worrying they'll never be able to get their weight under control, and that this is just a part of the aging process they're going to have to accept. And this is never a nice situation for anyone to be in. And if left unchecked, it can start to have an impact on all areas of women's lives. So the reason this happens is actually quite simple. So a lot of the normal approaches to fitness are just not the ideal way to lose weight when you're over 40. The main reason for this is because of the physical and hormonal changes that women go through as they get older, which make it easier to gain weight around the middle and more difficult to lose that weight again. And that's why so many women can end up feeling stuck, feeling unable to lose the weight no matter what they try. So that is the reason that we created the Fit Over 40 method, which is a step-by-step method for women over 40 to drop two dresses, dress sizes in 12 weeks in a fast and a sustainable way. And in today's podcast, we're going to break down exactly what that looks like and share the entire system with you so that you can start seeing some incredible results over the next few months. So we're going to break that down, that Fit Over 40 method, into 11 key steps. And these are the 11 chapters in our new book that comes out next week. So it's the Fit Over 40 um, book on Tuesday, 23rd of November. Just before we get into it, we have a special launch offer exclusively for you as a podcast listener where you can grab it for just 99p if you purchase it within the first 48 hours. So if you wanna get that offer, if you wanna get notified of that as soon as it's out so you can get it for 99p, and if you're on the video, you can see the book here, go to fit40info.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you the link to get it at that special offer price as soon as it's out next Tuesday. So that's fit40, the number, info.com. So let's get into it though. Obviously we wanna offer you loads of value through this podcast regardless of whether you're interested in the book or not. So there's actually two parts to the book. The first part is called a different approach. And this part is all about understanding why conventional diets don't work for women over 40. And it's not really something that's well known or discussed at all really in the fitness industry. And it means a lot of people waste a lot of time and a lot of money doing things that ultimately don't get the scales moving, don't help them lose inches and they end up losing motivation and thinking it's all just part of the aging process, as Ben said. So you need to understand why those things don't work so that you don't fall foul of them and then you can do something else. So we're going to go through each of these key chapters then, which are each of the key stages of the Fit Over 40 method, starting with the first one, which is the over 40 weight gain trap. And the key premise of this, like I could spend, do an entire episode on this, but the key thing is there's one fatal assumption 
that a lot of people and look, this this like breaks our heart to see this. A lot of women are, are still falling for this because no one's telling them anything else. That they basically are falling for the assumption that the fitness industry is made, which is that all people are the same, or at least all women are the same. So women in their twenties, women in their thirties, women in their forties, women in their fifties, women in their sixties, they've been given the same kind of approaches, the same kind of gym classes, the same kind of diet approaches whether that's HIIT training, whether that's low calories, whether that's cutting out carbs or intermittent fasting, they've been given the same thing regardless of age. And it just does not work. Like that's a fatal assumption that means that you're not going to see good results. And we'll go into why that is in the, you know, in the next section, the next chapter. And the reason is ultimately on a really high level, women's bodies change as they get older. They're not the same. You will know this. Like as a, we coach loads of women, they tell us this all the time. They realize their body's changing and we'll go through what actual changes are happening under the surface which, which which makes it harder but it means traditional weight loss approaches so the stuff you tried in your 20s stuff you tried in your 30s whether that's slimming clubs whether it's gym classes whether it's hit whether it's running they just don't work anymore so that's the fatal assumption that's the fit over 40 weight gain uh, the over 40 sorry weight gain trap is to do the same things that you used to do hoping for the same results and it just doesn't work like that so Moving then into the second chapter of the book, the second thing we come on to then is the hormone problems. This is why why women get stuck in this over 40 weight gain chat. So first of all, we need to cover like what changes are actually happening physiological, physiologically for women as they're getting older. I really tripped over that word then, didn't I? <laughs> physiologically. So menopause then causes changes in estrogen and progesterone. So those are kind of the two main female sex hormones. And it can have a big impact on the way that you store body fat and the results you're able to see with your body on your metabolism. And what you eat and what you do can make the side impacts, the, the side effects of these changes in estrogen and progesterone worse. So not only will these have impacts in terms of the way that you store body fat, the way that you're able to lose weight, the way that you may store more weight around the middle, it's also going to impact things like... Um, your sleep schedule is going to impact things like your mood. You'll probably know if you're starting to go through some of these changes, either, you know, you're, you're kind of at that menopause point already or you're heading towards that menopause point already, that it causes lots of different changes. Heart flushes, sleep changes, mood changes, changes to your weight, changes to the way that your body loses weight, changes to your bone density, changes to your muscle density. So you're going through all of these changes as you're approaching the menopause. Then the other side of things, the other hormonal changes that are happening are related to stress and cortisol. So cortisol is basically the, the stress hormone. So when you get stressed, your body releases, you get cortisol flowing around inside of your body. As you get older, your sensitivity to stress or your stress response increases with age. So as all people get older, you know, if you if your job has a set level of stress, as you get older, your body releases more cortisol, so you get more stress hormones as a result of the same amount of stress. But for women, this increase in cortisol and increase in sensitivity to stress is three times greater than it is for men. So this is something that women really need to, to watch out for. So high cortisol levels then can lead to a number of different things. So the first thing they can lead to is what's called leptin resistance. So leptin is one of the hunger hormones and that can lead to increased cravings, especially for things like comfort foods, and it can also lead you to not feel as full after eating. So if you ever found, you know, you're just craving more and more comfort foods, you're not feeling full after eating, it could be because of this increased stress response. The next thing that can happen is insulin resistance. 
So insulin is basically a hormone which is responsible for the way that your body processes carbs, the way that your body stores carbs. And as you start to develop insulin resistance, you're gonna be more likely to store body fat around the middle area. So if you found that you're, you're storing more body fat around the middle area, finding it more difficult to shift that body fat from around the middle area, it could be because of this elevated cortisol response, which can then cause insulin resistance. And then the third hormonal change that can happen is what's called thyroid deregulation. So your thyroid is basically a gland in your body, which is mostly responsible for controlling the speed of your metabolism. So thyroid deregulation basically means your metabolism is going to slow down as a result of these hormonal changes and as a result of this elevated cortisol. So you've got all of these hormonal changes going on and most diet and exercise routines and most types of diet and exercise will actually increase your internal stress levels. So if you think, you know, you start off as somebody who doesn't really exercise and then you go and do loads of high intensity interval training, high impact training, running, gym classes, your body just sees those things as a, as a source of stress. So if you're over 40 and you ramp up your stress levels with the, what you're doing to try and lose weight, all that actually does is it ramps up those stress hormones. You end up with that leptin resistance, insulin resistance, thyroid deregulation, and it actually makes it more difficult for you to lose weight despite you putting all of that effort in. So that's kind of the main reason that the programs that work for women in their 20s and 30s don't work for women in their in their 40s because they're not designed to take into account these changes in the sex hormones, changes in the response to stress, and therefore they're just completely counterproductive to, to getting the results that you want. So a solution to this is basically to get something that keeps stress levels on the body low and also works to minimize the impact of menopause at the same time. So if you can get both of those things, you can see some absolutely amazing results. And later on in the podcast as well, kind of when we get to part two, we'll cover exactly what you should do in terms of your eating and your exercise to keep that stress response low and see the best possible results. But for now, you just need to know that if you're over 40, you're going to need a different approach if you want to see good results. So moving on into the next kind of step in the Fit Over 40 process, then we've got the F3 formula. So what we've just talked about, what Ben's just talked about is how imbalances in your hormones can cause a lot of problems and you've got to really work with them correctly or you're not going to see progress. But you can also have imbalances in your life in general. And for most of the women we work with, their lives get more and more complicated as they get older. So over 40, they've got responsibilities at work. They might be climbing the career ladder and then they've got a whole team of people they're responsible for a massive email inbox that you know, it's constantly filling up. They're having to report to directors. They get into you know into higher positions that are more stressful. They're also responsible, perhaps, for the home. Maybe you've got children as well, responsible for those children as well, and aging parents on top of that, who may also be needing more care, more attention, uh, and, and this kind of thing. So, what can tend to happen then with a lot of diets is, in the book, I call this the weight loss industry's dirty little secret is what they tend to do is just add more and more to an already busy life. And they don't actually work with your life, they tend to take over your life. You may have experienced this yourself, you may have done some diet, which is really extreme, it works for a little bit of time, but you can't keep it up. Because it takes over your life, it's really draining, you might have to eat separately from your family, it doesn't work when you're having to go and look after aging parents or when you're having to you know, stay and work late. And that's never really going to work. There's no room for family emergencies. There's no room for social events and having any sort of fun in your life. And you can't keep it up long term, which means the results will always be temporary. What you need to do is not only have a balance of your hormones, but a balance in all areas of your life. And the F3 formula 
is about breaking your life down into fitness, family, and fun. And sometimes we do finance as well, so your career, and making sure that, first of all, we take into account all aspects of your life because your life is intertwined. Your family life might affect your fitness because stress in family life might mean you, you do something different. You order a takeaway rather than cook the meal you planned. You need to make that work, for example. All the different areas of your life are intertwined like that. And you've got to make it work as a holistic approach across fitness, family, and fun. And you need a balance between all three in order to succeed. So you've got to balance your hormones and you've got to balance your life with an approach that fits around, fits around your life and kind of brings it all together rather than one that just takes from it and takes over your life. So once you've got that balance, there are then seven strategies that you kind of need to have if you want to get fit over 40, if you want to see the best possible results. So regardless of what approach you decide to take, if you want to achieve what we would call a lifetime transformation, i.e. to lose the weight and keep it off, you're going to need these seven things. They're broken down into basically the four phases of a lifetime transformation first. And then secondly, we're going to go through the three essential motivators. And again, all of these things are covered in much, much more detail. I'm going to run through them quickly, but they're all covered in much, much more detail in the book Rob's written in the Fit Over 40 book, which is going to be coming out next Tuesday. So firstly then, the four phases of a lifetime transformation. So the first phase is what we call reboot. So we take all our clients through this, this framework, but the reboot phase is all about breaking bad habits and building new ones, which are going to get you the results you want, rather than staying in the habits which have not been getting you results up to this point. So this reboot phase is a bit like shutting a computer on and off again. If you're in a position where, if, you, if you'll remember when computers used to be a, a big square box that you had on top of your desk, sometimes you would get the blue screen of death would pop up. This blue screen would pop up. You'd have to press Control Alt Delete and uh, reset the whole computer, turn it off, turn it on, and then it would work again. So for a lot of these women whose hormones are stopping them from seeing results, it's as if they're in that position where the, the computer has cra crashed. They're stuck. They're unable to lose weight. They're unable to move forward. So in this reboot phase, we basically reset everything. So we'll help people reset their choices with nutrition. We'll help people reset their habits when it comes to exercise. We'll help reset their habits when it comes to their mindset and their stress levels as well. And by breaking these bad habits and building new habits, we can then start seeing rapid results in the mirror and move someone closer to, to where they want to be at the end of that lifetime transformation. So the reboot phase is what really kind of gets gets things moving in terms of results. The second phase then is what we call reframe. So alongside getting those results moving, getting the weight coming off, getting you more toned, getting you to where you want to be, we also want to reframe. So that means shift your mindset. So we want to shift your mindset so that you can avoid slipping back into bad habits in the long term. So all the choices that you make basically come down to your mindset, whether you decide to have a chocolate bar or an apple or whether you decide to sit on the sofa and watch TV or do a workout. It all comes down to your mindset and your thinking. So not only do we need to reboot the habits that you're in with your fitness, we also need to reboot the habits that you're in with your mindset. So this reframe phrase will help you to shift to a mindset where you can very, very easily stay in a habit of regular exercise. You can make the right choices with eating so that then going forwards, once you're kind of going it alone, you're still gonna be able to succeed. So we first reboot, then we reframe. The third phrase then is what we call reverse. Now, most diets don't really even focus on this at all. They basically just focus on this, this reboot phase. They'll get you to do a few new habits. They'll get you to see a bit of results, but they don't think about reversing 
and rebuilding your metabolism to avoid post-diet weight gain. So one thing that people we see people experience a lot is they follow a diet program, they follow a diet plan, they see some good results, but as soon as they go back to normal, all that weight just rebounds back on, which is really frustrating. So it leaves you back at square one, you've got to start all over again. And the more times you repeat this cycle of starting and stopping over and over again, the more difficult it becomes to get motivated to, to try again. So the reverse dieting phase is all about rebuilding your metabolism. So with a combination of we'll steadily increase increase your food intake back to a nice maintenance level. Um, but by steadily rebuilding that metabolism, we can avoid any post-diet weight gain at all. So our clients are able to get to where they want to be with their weight, but then maintain where they are with their weight and just maintain that long term. And then that takes us into the fourth phase. So the maintain phase, uh, which is all about just transitioning into that maintenance. So making sure that you know what you're doing with your nutrition exercise, you know what you're doing with your mindset. Um, you've already done, gone through that reverse dieting phase. You've brought everything back to a nice base level. And at that point, you should be able to just maintain long-term. So the four phases of a lifetime transformation are to first reboot, then reframe, then reverse, then maintain. So those are kind of the four phases you need to go to. And to help get you through those four phases, there are three essential motivators, which you can remember as ask with a C. So this for, the framework for this is basically ASC. So the first essential motivator then is accountability. So accountability is really, really, really key. And it's just having someone make sure that you're always on track, having sure someone make sure that you're always doing what you said you would do and make sure that you're always seeing progress. When you've got a really busy life, and most of the women we work with are really busy, they have stressful jobs, they have family lives, they've got a lot going on. Sometimes it's not always easy to keep yourself on track and make sure that you're always putting the effort in and in with your fitness. So by having somebody else there externally just to help you and just, just give your hand and just make sure that you're always on track, it can just guarantee that you see results. Because, you know, if you've got somebody chasing you up and following up with you, it's impossible to to go off track if that person is really committed to actually keeping you on track. The second thing that you need then is to have support. So it's always really, really helpful to have someone that you can ask whenever you need it, whenever you get stuck, whenever you run into any problems and, and have someone that you can ask for help who, who knows how to solve those problems, who's worked with hundreds and hundreds of women who are in the same position that you are or have already gone through the situation that you're facing. And then you can get solutions to these problems so that in the future, you don't run into the same problems over and over again. So for example, if you know if somebody struggles with going off track over the weekend or somebody struggles with how to manage going out for dinner with friends and family or eating at other people's houses, if you've got that support there, you can just say, right, how should I approach the situation? And you can get a solution to it so that in the future, if that situation ever happens again, you'll, you won't struggle with it anymore because you'll, be, you'll have a strategy to move past it. And then the third essential motivator is to have a community. So that basically just means being surrounded by like-minded women who understand what you're going through and then can help and support you on your journey. So all the women inside Fit Over 40 are basically aged kind of 40 to, between 40 and 60, I would say. Um, they all understand the situation that they're going through. They're all kind of in very, very similar situations. And it's just about being in a, being in a group of women who get what you're going through who are on the same journey as you and can help and support you through the journey. So those three essential motivators that you'll need to succeed are accountability, support, and community. So just to recap then, the um, the, success, the seven success strategies to get fit over 40 
you've got the four phases of a lifetime transformation, reboot, reframe, reverse, maintain, and then the three essential motivators, accountability, support, and community. And if you've got all of those things, we have found it's very, very difficult not to succeed if you put all of that into place. So these things are, are really, really, really powerful. And again, they're covered in, in much more detail. Now I've run through those really quickly, but in the, in the Fit Over 40 book, Rob's book, which is coming out next Tuesday. And in that book, we also have lots of stories of our clients. It's not just like all of this fitnessy stuff. There's lots of stories of different people we've worked with and how they've put them into action, how they put this Fit Over 40 method into action. So I've got one example here, of just one of the many that are in the book from um, a, a, a Trinity member, so a member of our program called Kerry. And she joined our program in um, January 2020. So just over a year and a year and a half ago now. And... She has two children, she's in her mid-40s and she works in a very high-pressure job. And her weight had piled on since having children and she found it impossible between work and between family responsibilities to make any time for self-care. And what's more, she had a really bad back and that just seemed to get worse and worse the more weight she gained. So she was often in pain and this made her nervous to exercise in case she re-injured it. And in the past, she'd tried lots of different things. She'd tried Weight Watchers, swimming, paleo, the Atkins diet, but since turning 40, her weight kept climbing and climbing and climbing. And on top of all of that, her son's autistic, um, quite severely so, which means all these extra challenges would just result in whenever anything happened with him, she'd just give up on whatever diet she was following because it was too difficult to stick to around her life. And she reached a UK size 20 and was weighing 100 kilos, so just under 16 stone at the peak just before she kind of joined in January. And her health was really starting to impact everything. It was starting to impact her career, she struggled to find what workwear that actually fitted. This was obviously just before the pandemic. Um, and her boss had also given her, and she told me this, she'd given her clear signals that she was not performing in her job. Um, her energy levels were really low. She wasn't performing well, and she knew something had to change. So everything changed within a year of joining our program. So Kerry had lost over 30 kilos, so nearly five stone. And now she feels way stronger, more confident, and loves her toned arms. She now feels she's setting a great example to her children and she was worried that she'd be unable to make time for this fitness, for this self-care, but with the right approach, so what we're about to tell you with our Fit Over 40 method, Kerry was actually able to shift the excess weight, get her confidence back and do all of that without missing out on quality time with her family. And she basically did all of this because she followed an approach that was right for her as a woman in her 40s with a stressful job and a family life. So an approach that kept stress levels low and fitted a browner family life rather than taking it over. So we've already discussed kind of the why, what you need, you know, why you need to do things differently over 40. The second part of the book, which is called uh, the Fit Over 40 program, so it's what to do, we're going to go into what you actually need to do specifically, the steps you need to take in order to get fit over 40. So we're going to run through these again, as Ben said, we can't go through these in as much detail. Look, the book here is 170 pages, it's not massive. Um, but look, if we read that out, it would be a six hour audiobook. But I'm going to go through the key things you need to know now. So the next stage is before you get into actually what to do with your eating and exercise is what progress to expect. Because a lot of people expect unrealistic progress in the short term. And that can really demotivate them if they don't see what they expect to see. So first of all, you need to kind of understand what causes changes in, in weight, because Women's weight can change for a lot of different reasons and it's not always body fat. So the thing we want to lose is that body fat. So there's kind of soft, squidgy, wobbly stuff. But you can also see changes in weight due to muscle mass or due to water weight. 
And there's lots of different things that can, can cause changes in water weight from salt to eating more carbs to hormonal changes such as throughout the menopause or throughout the month if you're still having periods and also things like stress. And it's really easy to be disheartened if you don't understand these factors because what can happen is you can work really hard and then not see any change on the scales and then think you're not seeing progress when actually you are. So first of all, you need to understand all the different things that can, that can cause these things to change. And then you can kind of figure out, okay, my weight isn't changing, but it's because of this, not because I'm not doing the right thing. Then what you need to understand is kind of how to measure that progress properly, because what a lot of people do is only use the scales and the scales are, are only one measure of progress and they're not always the best one because they can they can go up because you eat a salty meal they can go up because you're more stressed they can go up because you're having hormonal changes um, as well so what we recommend you do is use um, 360 method 360 degree method of measuring progress which is explained in the book which is using a combination of body measurements progress photos occasionally and the number on the scales. And that way you can kind of take into account a normal fluctuation and not get disheartened by that because other things will usually be changing. So if you do all of that, you can typically expect to lose about one to two stone or one to two dress sizes in 12 weeks, but that will happen gradually. It's not gonna happen overnight. It does take about 12 weeks, but that adds up to quite a lot. So that's typically sort of four to six stone in a year. Now, the last thing you need to understand with what progress to expect is there's also stubborn areas of body fat. So women over 40 often find they have stubborn areas of body fat, most commonly around the middle, that sort of middle-aged spread. And changing these areas is possible, but you've got to do things right again. And it's down to two factors. So the first thing is, if you stay consistent for long enough, you will lose weight from the other areas first. So maybe that you lose it from your limbs first, and then it starts coming off your belly. So you do need to be patient and give it time. But the other really important thing that we've talked about a lot today is you need to have your hormones in the right balance because estrogen, progesterone and cortisol, all of those hormones can change where you store your body fat, the balance of those and also testosterone actually. If you eat the right things, if you do the right things, if you do the right kind of exercise, you're going to balance all those hormones out as best as possible and that will then help you to get that weight off the middle as well. So if you want to lose that stubborn body fat, you need to balance your hormones with the right approach and all these steps we're going to talk about now um, starting with the next step about um, nutrition that Ben's going to go into will help you to balance those hormones so you can get rid of those stubborn areas of body fat. So the first step then is what we call the diet makeover. So it's essentially a diet reset. So there are certain food groups that, that are particularly unhealthy for women over 40, basically because they'll mess with your hormones so they can disrupt female sex hormones, making menopause side effects worse, as well as making it more difficult to lose weight. They can also increase stress on the body. They can lead to increased cravings as a result of that. And the foods you really want to avoid are what we call the WADS foods. So W-A-D-S, kind of the acronym that we use, which means wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar. So WADS foods. These foods are typically very difficult to eat in moderation. So you'll find, like, for example, if I gave you a plate of boiled potatoes and said, eat these boiled potatoes, you'd probably say... Uh, You'd probably get through a quarter of it and be like, I'm kind of done with these now. But if I was to get a bag, a bag of kettle chips out, for example, um, in fact, no, let's do a more wheat, alcohol, dairy, sugar example. If I was to get out a, a box of Maltesers and give those to you, or some Ferrero Rocher, or we got out the mince pies, or uh, any of the delicious Christmas treats that we, we did cover in the intro of the episode. But the wheat, if foods containing wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar are usually very, very Moorish, 
very easy to eat lots of. Um, so what we find is, what works really, really well is if you eliminate these foods completely, but only for a temporary period of time. So one to two weeks is usually absolutely fine to do this, but that will completely eliminate the cravings and it will help reset your body so that you can get everything in the right place to get the scales moving again and start seeing some quick results. So again, just to recap, those foods are wheat, alcohol, dairy, sugar. If you just cut those out for a week, that is kind of a, more than enough to do this diet reset for you. Now, one of the top strategies that we use to make this happen is what we call the cupboard cleanse. So it's pretty much self-explanatory, but you just remove all of the unhealthy food from your cupboard. So if you're really serious about doing this, if you want to start seeing some fast results, reset your diet, literally go to your fridge, anything that contains wheat, alcohol, dairy, sugar, just remove it. Um, you can either put it in a place in the house where you can't access it. You could either padlock it into a specific cupboard. You can donate it to a food bank so that somebody else can, can enjoy and benefit from that food. Or you can just throw it in the bin if it's not kind of appropriate to, to donate or to, to lock away. Um, but the idea behind this is if it's not in your house, if you don't have cupboards in a fridge stock full of wheat, alcohol, dairy, sugar, all these foods there, then it's not going to get into your body. You're not having to, you're not having to put so much effort in to avoid eating those foods. So cupboard cleanse, remove those foods from your house. You'll be able to remove them from your life for one to two weeks. You'll cut cravings and you'll start seeing some fast results. What we then do though is we don't say to people, you know, you're going to have to cut out wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar. You can never have a drink again. You can't enjoy your food over Christmas. We do reintroduce those foods later down the line because we really we we really believe in kind of a balanced approach and a balanced lifestyle. So we want our clients to be able to enjoy the occasional drink. We want them to be able to enjoy eating all of the foods that they want and having everything in moderation. So we do reintroduce these things in moderation, but it's we found that like people's results are so much better if first they go through this diet reset phase. We've tried without, we've tried with, and it's, it's really, really beneficial. So that diet makeover again, uh, the first thing to do is then just cut out wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar, those WADS foods for one week, and then that will really help to reset things and get you, get you started seeing some amazing results. So, then what you need to do fairly obviously is pair that with some exercise like you can lose weight without exercise i'm not going to go into the details today but generally that's not very healthy because a lot of the weight comes from muscle mass loss which will make you flabbier weaker your metabolism slower and it's harder to lose weight so if you're a woman over 40 you do need to do exercise if you want to be fit you want to be healthy you want to maintain your bone density you want to say lean and toned but what a lot of people do is they go back into exercise that used to work for them in their 20s and their 30s and they fall into what we call the cardio trap. Now the problem with cardio is cardio offers very slow results or no results for women over 40 because generally it's pretty high intensity. It's also generally pretty high impact on the joints. And what this will do is overstress the body leading to chronically, chronically elevated cortisol, so high stress hormone levels, meaning your body will hold onto the extra weight, especially around the middle area. Now, from certain types of cardio as well, it will actually burn muscle, which is the older you get, the harder it is to retain muscle. And muscle is what makes you feel firm and toned and youthful. And things like running, cycling, swimming, long distance cardio can actually, as you get older, lose, lead to losing a lot more muscle because you don't need much muscle at all to actually do those activities. And that will actually make you flabbier and less toned. So the best exercise for women over 40 is something that's going to keep stress levels low and doesn't stress your joints too much. It's easy on the joints and it keeps those cortisol level down. And there's one type of exercise that is far better than any other type if you wanna 
lose weight and tone up over 40. And that is LIST training, which is L-I-S-T, low impact strength training. So really it's about lifting weights in a slow and controlled way. And that will give you rapid results when it comes to losing body fat as a woman over 40. And one of my clients, this isn't actually a case study in the book, but one of my clients, Shai, um, who's in her mid 40s, she was doing loads of running and just wasn't seeing any results. She started our program and after 12 weeks was saying she couldn't believe how her body had changed. Not only had she lost about a stone, but she toned up all over. Her stomach was much, much flatter and um, and her bum was lifted. And she said, I've got shape back to my body again. My bum's firm and toned like when I was younger. And all of that kind of went when I was doing all this running. All of that I just thought was aging, but actually it was the type of exercise she chose. So choose the right exercise. We go into uh, low impact strength training, which is by far and away the most effective exercise for women over 40. Combine that with the right um, nutrition and you'll see great results. So next chapter then covers what is the night, the right type of nutrition. So after you've gone through that diet reset phase that I talked about before, um, the next thing that we focus on is is really just understanding, understanding calories and how those, how those impact your weight loss, how those impact your results. So the first thing to figure out is how many calories you should consume to lose weight. Now, just to kind of go through quickly, calories are basically just the measure of energy. All food contains um, a certain amount of calories. And when you do exercise, you burn a certain amount of calories. So there is basically going to be an, an exact amount for you that's going to be the best amount for you to eat, for you to take in each day in order to see really good results. So there are a lot of misconceptions about how many calories you should eat. For example, there are loads of plans out there that will say you need 1,200 calories seems to be the best amount of calories for women to lose weight. This seems to be everywhere. People tell us all the time, oh, I, you know, I've tried eating 1,200 calories. People seem to think it's some sort of magic number. The reality is it's it, it doesn't tend to work, especially not very well for women over 40. It's not very good for a long-term result. It's usually too low to be sustainable long-term. Um, and it can just, again, overstress the body and prevent you from seeing the best possible results. The reality is when it comes to calories, there's really this Goldilocks principle. So what you need to get in is not too many. So if you take in too many, the body won't burn fat for energy. And you need to take in not too few. So if you take in too few calories, you spike your stress hormones and that stops weight loss in this track. So there's a perfect amount, which is just right, which will allow you to lose kind of one to two pounds every week. And that'll add up to one to two stone every 12 weeks. So for our clients, we basically figure out exactly what is the right amount of calories to lose weight. It'd be great if I could tell you, here's the amount of calories that you need to eat to lose weight. But the reality is it's a bit more complicated that, than that. But in the book, there's more information and more detail about exactly how many calories you need to, you need to, to eat to lose weight. Um, and again, that's coming out next Tuesday. You'll be able to grab it for 99p on a special, uh, special launch offer. So yeah, so... Next thing then is most diets do just tend to avoid the C word or avoid the, the word calories completely. Most diets want you to believe that there is some sort of special system which you need to follow, whether that's a point system, whether that's a meal plan, whether that's something else. They make they create this cryptic system which um, which you follow and then you see results. But the reality is all diets basically work by managing your calorie intake. Whether you're doing a shake diet, whether you're going to a slimming club, whether you're tracking points, whether you're cutting out carbs or cutting out fats, all of those things are just different roundabout ways of managing your calorie intake, um, which basically, 
I think that, that diets do this for two reasons. The first reason is just because they want it to be. They think that people can't understand calories, but the reality is, um, you know, it, it's really not. It's really not as difficult as people make out, and it doesn't take too much effort to complete it. And if you can understand this, you can take control of it. If you can understand it, you can completely take control of it. But if you're following a cryptic system, you're not able to fully take control of it. And I think that's another reason that diets hide behind these different methods like fasting or cutting out carbs, etc. Because if they don't just teach you the fundamentals of it and you don't fully understand it, then you have to keep following the diet and therefore you have to keep paying them to, to do this. But we just believe instead it's better to just teach people exactly what's happening, exactly what's going on so they can take control of their nutrition themselves. So... The reason that a lot of different diets don't work then, so they have these different cryptic systems, whether that is fasting, cutting out carbs, sticking to a meal plan, sticking to a point system. But a lot of these systems have loopholes in them. So for example, if your whole approach is based on, I'm gonna cut carbs out, you could still eat too many calories from fats or from protein um, or from or from alcohol even. I mean, if you're cutting out carbs, but you're still you could still have alcohol, it's not necessarily going to be a really healthy approach. It's not necessarily going to get you the results you want. Another approach with loopholes would be something like intermittent fasting. So some people try like a fasting approach where, for example, they will eat eat normally during the week and then they'll have two days where they'll eat reduced calories, like a 5-2 fasting diet. The reality is, though, if you on those days when you're allowed to eat normally, if you just blow out and eat loads and loads of snacks, loads and loads of alcohol and still over consume calories on average over the week, it's gonna stop you from seeing any results. And another other approaches I've seen as well are ones with a point system where different foods have different points allocated and some foods are free. So they don't have any points value to them. So you can have literally as many as you want. And I've seen ones where, you know, Bananas are actually a free food, so you can have as many as bananas as you want. Bananas are about 100 calories, so if you eat 10 bananas, which if you told me to eat 10 bananas, I probably could do it. Like it wouldn't, it would be difficult, but I could get through a 1,000 calories of bananas. But any approach where you can eat a 1,000 calories of bananas and it's, it's completely allowed in your, in your approach, you're probably going to be quite likely to be able to overeat by accident as well. And when with these loopholes in these systems... It's not as if people want to fail. It's not as if people don't want to see results. It's just the way the system is designed, it has imperfections, which means that you're able to follow it, but still not see amazing results. So what we recommend instead is just to forget this sort of special system or this sort of magic formula and just focus on the fundamentals. So the fundamentals are eating the right amount of calories each day, and just making healthy food choices. If you follow those fundamentals and you stick to those and you stick to that Goldilocks number of calories that I talked about before, then you will see amazing results. It's not like, the, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of the equation. And that's why the people we work with generally are, are able to see really sustainable, really consistent results. So the next thing to go on to is when a lot of people hear, you know, you need to track calories, you need to eat the right amount of calories. It seems difficult, you know, there's, it seems like there may be a load of maths involved. It may be difficult. You're suddenly, you might think you might have to carry a little notebook around and like uh, track, write down everything that you've possibly eaten. I had three peanuts and I had five grains of rice or whatever. But the reality is you can just learn what's, what's, what's right for you. If you learn a sustainable way to track calories, you can figure out exactly what's right for you. You can learn what's in different foods, how to read nutritional labels so you can decipher the language on the back of the food. Like you can look at that 
the table that you have on every piece of food, which tells you all of the grams of carbs, fats, etc., can look complicated. But if you can do something like, for example, you know, manage your own finances or uh, pay your mortgage, sort your bills out, those types of things, it's it's easier than that. So just with a li- with a little bit of education on it, um, it's 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 easy to figure out and read those nutritional labels. And basically, that means that you're not going to get caught out. Um, and you're going to know exactly that you're eating exactly the right amount. And um, by eating exactly the right amount, you're pretty much guaranteed to get the results that you want. So what we recommend to people is basically they track until they reach their goals. But then once you get to your goals, when you transition, as I said before, with those four phases, um, reboot, reframe, reverse and maintain, when you transition into that maintain phase, you don't need to keep tracking calories for the rest of your life. So with our clients, we basically get them to track until they hit their goals, which is like the fastest way to get to those goals. And then they can transition into being a lot more flexible going forward. So one reason that people think calorie tracking is difficult is because of a number of different calorie tracking mistakes that can make it seem much more difficult than it is. So most people do do, do it wrong. Most people do their calorie tracking wrong. And if you do it wrong, it can be very, very slow. It can also be very, 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 very ineffective. And then that can lead people to assuming that calorie tracking doesn't work just because they've tried it, but in the incorrect way and it hasn't worked for them. But the reality is if you do it right, if you follow the right method, it can take you less than five minutes a day and it will guarantee that you see good results. So there are loads of tips and tricks that we have that we use with our clients that mean that it's really simple, really easy, really quick for them to track, to track their calories so they can they can do it every day without it becoming a burden, without it becoming a hassle, without it becoming a big source of stress or confusion. And that means that they can see amazing results in the mirror. And in the book, I actually break those down into like the five main calorie tracking mistakes people make. So you can make sure you're not falling into those if you are doing that yourself um, so that you can see those great results. So on to the next stage of the process, then we're nearly there. We've kind of covered almost all of it now. This is chapter nine of the book is the stress shield. So this basically introduces you to a five minute daily system that our clients have used and we've developed for our clients that means that they eliminate emotional eating and self-sabotage from their life. So they're able to stay consistent no matter what life throws at them. Because if you're like a lot of the people we've worked with, that your life is very stressful, work stressful, family life is stressful look it's all stressful and it can get to the end of the week and you can just think sod it i deserve a treat and order that takeaway or open that bottle of wine and drink the bottle of wine and then spend the whole weekend kind of sabotaging all your hard work from the week and then you have to start again next week and every time life gets stressful you undo all your hard work and that's never going to work and as we talked about before it's also very important to manage stress because that stress hormone cortisol can make it very difficult to see good progress high stress levels will also disrupt menopause symptoms so if you're menopausal it will make even all of that much worse as well so this is all about processing stress in a better way so that it doesn't stop you seeing good results. And there's three elements to the stress shield um, that we'll go through in the book. So the first one is meditation. And you might think I've heard about all this before. I heard about this mindfulness, this meditation. What you probably haven't heard is how it actually affects your brain on a deeper level and how it's one of the keys actually to overcoming emotional eating. So. What regular meditation does is it brings down the body's internal stress levels. It brings down that cortisol level so it's easier to lose weight. So first of all, it changes your physiology. It literally changes how your body's working inside. It doesn't just change your mind and help you, you know, 
be a bit more present and aware. It does do that, but it, that's, it's actually changing your body internally as well. And then the second thing it does is it affects, and I'm learning more and more about this. You know, there's even more. I'd like to write a whole other book on it, but it helps quieten down the sort of craving part of the brain, the sort of old, the reptile brain or the animal brain, whatever you want to call it, that usually triggers emotional eating. So if you do the stress shield process, it will help you to eliminate these cravings. You don't get that kind of nagging pull towards food, that voice in your head that's saying, you know, I need that, I need that. And, and then obviously that can derail everything. So the first thing it does is, is help to bring down that uh, emotional eating and stop that emotional eating. The second element of the stress shield is called the win. This one's very simple. It's a, it's a very quick exercise that you do every single day that keeps you motivated every day because a lot, a lot of people find is they start off motivated when they start a new diet or they start a new plan and then five, six weeks in, they start to lose motivation. They start to feel like it's maybe you know, there's a week where it's not working and then they talk themselves out of it until they just give up. And the worst thing you can do is stop because when you stop, you stop seeing results and you go backwards. So the win keeps you going, keeps you motivated, keeps you consistent. And then the final piece of the stress shield is the thought transformer. This is probably the most powerful element of it. And this is a, a tool that will, it's a very quick exercise you do every single day that basically rewires your brain to eliminate that negative voice in your head, that voice that can lead to self-sabotage, the one that's saying, I deserve a treat. It's too hard. It's different for me. I'm too tired. I don't have time. It helps you to rewire your brain to overcome those obstacles, those mental obstacles that lead to self-sabotage so you can stay consistent no matter what life throws at you. And this is absolutely key. This is one of the key elements that means people on our Fit Over 40 program can lose one to two stone in the first 12 weeks, but then they can continue to lose one to two stone every 12 weeks. It's that key phase uh, key phase that Ben talked about, um, the reframe phase where you learn this and then you can keep going with this you know, for the rest of your life as a really powerful tool. And it helps you to tackle not only fitness stuff, but also to process work stress, family stress in a much more productive way so you don't turn to food. Instead, you can process it, get it out of your head, get it out of your body, and then your body's optimal, you know, in an optimal hormonal position to lose weight and you're in an optimal mental state to lose weight. So the next thing to focus on then is your lifestyle. So you could do everything that we've talked about so far, but it would still be possible to sabotage your results if an aspect of your lifestyle is not right. So each of these things have a profound effect on your hormones, has a profound effect on your energy levels. And if those are disrupted, it can stop your results in their tracks for the reasons that we talked about earlier on. So in chapter 10 of the book, there are a few key lifestyle factors that we focus on that we help our clients to optimize to make sure that they see results for all of the effort that they're putting in. So the first lifestyle factor then is sleep. So what we recommend is to try and get seven to eight hours of sleep per night, which for busy really the busy women that we work with is not always easy but the reason for this is a lack of sleep can mess with your hormones and those disrupted hormones can then mess with your weight loss results the second lifestyle factor to look at is caffeine so i'd probably recommend if you can minimize caffeine as much as possible that's usually best because i mean caffeine can it impacts energy levels. It does It does obviously give you a boost of energy, but then that inevitably comes with a crash of energy and you can end up on this caffeine roller coaster. And even like it could be a caffeine roller coaster or it could be those crash in energy then lead to you wanting to have something sugary to pick you up instead. So you just end up on an overall energy roller coaster the more you use caffeine to mess with those energy levels. So it can impact energy levels, but again, it can also have an impact on hormones, which can then stop your results for the same reasons as, uh, as sleep. The third factor is alcohol. And again, I would say if you want to see the best possible results fitness wise, 
the more you can minimize alcohol, um, the better really. It doesn't really have any benefits when it comes to losing weight. Of course, the way that we do our nutrition plan, it is possible to fit in alcohol. You can still enjoy alcoholic drinks. You can still enjoy a glass of wine, G&T, et cetera, and still see amazing results. But if you go too far with the alcohol, if you find yourself drinking multiple times per week, or you know, going really overboard at the weekend, that can again have an impact on your hormones. It can also tie into, it can have an impact on your quality of sleep as well if you drink too much. And then that can have an impact on your overall results. The next lifestyle factor is hobbies, fun, and me time. So this might sound like it's completely unrelated to fitness or anything to do with weight loss at all, but we really try and encourage the women that we work with to spend some time doing things they enjoy, spend some time having some me time. And, you know, it doesn't have to be super complicated. Um, clients I've worked with in the past, they've done things like they take an hour out of their day once a week, go down to a local coffee shop, get themselves a cup of coffee and sit and read a book for an hour just by themselves, just to have a bit of me time, just to help them de-stress. And by keeping that stress level low, again, that can keep your hormones in the right balance and help you see the best possible results. The next lifestyle factor is overworking. So this is kind of ties into the hobbies, fun and me time, but we help people to make sure they're not overworking themselves. So it's, as we've talked about before, just the reality of getting older is you're not able to deal with as much stress and that stress will cause your body to store excess body fat. It will make it more difficult for you to see results. So it's just really important, more important than when you're younger to just be really kind of tuned into your stress levels and just really focus on that work-life balance, making sure that you are taking enough breaks from work, making sure that you're not taking on too much, making sure that, you know, if you if there are opportunities to delegate some of your work away and just reduce your own workload, that you reduce it as much as possible. And by keeping those stress levels low, again, you keep your hormones in the right place and you'll be able to see the best possible results. So lifestyle then, the main factors to focus on with lifestyle, sleep, caffeine, alcohol, hobbies, fun and me time, and overworking. If you can keep all of that in balance, that's just gonna feed into you seeing amazing results alongside the other fitness and nutrition aspects that we've covered already. Now, the last chapter of the book, and the last stage in the Fit Over 40 process is what we call goal setting. So. Before you start your journey, it's important to have the right kind of goals to keep you motivated so you can keep going even when things get tough. And most people, I would say, get this wrong. They do goal setting, they use smart goals and stuff like that, which might keep you motivated for a short period of time, but very quickly kind of runs out of steam and you run out of motivation. In our goal getting process, it's a little bit different. So we set exciting goals to keep you motivated long term. And the key is to set goals that are pulling in the same direction as each other. So we actually set goals across what we call the F3 formula that we mentioned earlier. So across fitness, family and fun to make sure they're all actually complementary goals. Because most people set goals that are pulling in different directions, such as I want to progress in my career, want to move house and buy a bigger house. And I want to do all this fitness stuff, which they don't have time to do all of. So we help you to set goals that are complementary so they're pulling in the same direction and that actually make sense, will make you happier, more confident, you know, have a better life in the future. And we do this through setting a 12-month vision across the F3 formula, fitness, family, and fun, and then we break these down into 12-week goals and a little, come up with an action plan for those 12-week goals as well. And we do this using a tool called the Pathfinder that makes it easy to set motivating goals that will pull in the same direction. And one actually very exciting thing that, um, that goes with that book offer, so if you do buy it, you not only do you get it for 99p, 
Um, I believe, Ben, we're also offering a free one-to-one -one strategy session with a member of our team so that people can actually run through where they are now, what goals they want to achieve, and we'll help them to refine that goal for them so that they can stay motivated um, long-term as well. So there's a couple of other elements to that goal setting. We'll also do what we call goal getting. So we'll also work on something called leverage. So that's how to actually um, increase your motivation for that goal so that you don't quit on it no matter what happens um, with your life. And then we'll also work on how to get accountability from it. So some sort of external accountability so that even when you feel like giving up, you have someone there, whether it's a friend, family, coach, who's going to get you back on track who's going to kind of prompt you and push you and give you that nudge you need when you are struggling so that you do see it through no matter what. So I know there's a lot of elements to it. That is our fit over 40 method in brief. We kind of run through it uh, at a rapid pace today. Now the full thing is revealed in our new fit over 40 book. And as we've mentioned loads of times on this podcast, it's out next week. It's out on Tuesday. If you put it into action, I'll just give you a little bit of a taste of the kind of results you can achieve. Um, from one of my clients, Lou. So Lou was working over 50 hours a week. I mean, she still works a lot, but she's working 50 hours a week in a demanding job leading a team of scientists. And her weight had reached an all-time high before she started with us. And she was struggling to fit into size 20. She was actually in size 22 in a lot of clothes. Her back date, her joints hurt, and her energy levels were at rock bottom. And she realized that stress, as we've talked about today, was a huge contrib contributing factor to her unhealthy lifestyle. And she also realized she couldn't stop giving into emotional eating. So if she got stressed or she was busy and she was working till 11 p.m., she'd eat. And I actually interviewed for um, her on the podcast and she said, food became comfort. She said, if I was bored, lonely or putting off going to bed because I couldn't sleep, eating was just something to do. We worked really, But we worked really hard on mindset at Trinity, so inside our Fit With Before program, where you talk about all of these things. And I learned to say, when this thing happens in my life, food can't be the answer. I need to solve it in some other way. And what happened is Lou learned there were times where she had to actually start putting herself first and start making different decisions. And using the tools today, she was able to change all of that. So she said, look, as a working mum, it's difficult to stand back and say, no, actually, I'm going to put myself first this time because I matter. And if I don't, this is the consequence. And she said the consequence for her was emotional eating. So in January 2020, Lou joined our program and followed the Fit Over 40 method outlined on today's episode and outlined in the book. And since then, Lou's lost over seven stone. It's actually seven and a half stone now. So over 45 kilos. She's ditched her size 20s for size 10s and 8s. Actually, mostly 8s. Her BMI has gone from over 40, which is classed as severely obese, to under 22, which is well within the healthy range. And she now says, unsurprisingly, she feels like a completely different person. Her energy for life's back, and she's no longer hiding behind unflattering clothes. And she feels confident in, again for the first time in years. So that's just one of the case studies I go through in the book. Um, from someone who's followed this system. So if you do want to grab this book, if you are interested in it, you know, I would love for you to, to, to have this book. Um, hence why we're giving it away at a rock bottom price next week. So it's out next Tuesday, 23rd of November. Ben, where can people go to get that book, um, to find out more, You know, to make sure they get notified as soon as that book's available at 910p and know where to get it from? Where can they go to do that? So to get yourself on our VIP early bird list where you'll get notified by email as soon as that book is available for that special low price, if you just go to www.fit40info.com, so fit40info.com, 
Enter your details on that page. You'll be added to our special VIP mailing list and I will email you the details as soon as that book's released so you can go and grab it for that special discounted price. So that just about wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful and enjoyable. We'll catch you next week for another episode. We'll speak to you then.